Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. It's Sunday evening in the UK. Miracles are happening. The Washington Commanders are actually winning a game of the NFL, uh, which Parker, wow. I know. Parker and Andy are probably on the edge of their seats. They're not winning by a lot, but they are currently winning. So uh, we'll leave Plenty there. of time for it to all go wrong yet. <laughs> it is Washington after all. It generally does. So when I am, as you can hear and see, he has back from paternity leave. Well, he was he was he was a bit here a little bit, but uh the man of the bang bang gang himself, the man with a son that's called Ace. It is Dave. Robinson is back. Dave, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, a bit of paternity it was touch leave. and go for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of paternity leave. And then we tried to make things work the other day, and that life's just been a little bit hectic the last few weeks. Um, but your collision cowboy is back. <laughs> and uh yeah looking forward to talking about the show i thought it was a great show this week yeah let's, was, um, uh, there was a lot of good stuff to dissect there is um wanted to get your first off before we start because obviously you wasn't we wasn't here for the the whole war um that went on on, on tuesday what, what did you uh make of all of that as a whole i think i think it got a bit silly to be quite yeah i was i was ignoring it to a degree and as i say i've been quite busy as well yeah um i'm trying to tune out to some of the negativity and just really enjoy the positivity i mean we were just talking before the show started about you know how much good wrestling there is uh, and yeah. it kind of been uh frustrating that it, I, we haven't got time to kind of absorb all of it um i'd love to start watching nxt again um i'd love to have the time to consistently watch raw and smackdown um yeah. But for me, I kind of have to stick with my favourite, if you like, and that yes. is 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 the AEW stuff. But, man, it, it's interesting to a degree, and ratings are a good indicator, but I think there's so many other indicators um, that you could look at, and if you just focused on one, it, it kind of would render some of the others irrelevant. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm just glad that wrestling is doing so well. Um I'd like AEW, my, my criticism of AEW, the one thing I'd like them to change moving forward, and it didn't really apply for this week because Collision in particular was a, it looked a pretty full house. Um, I, I think sometimes they book venues that are just too big. Um, mm -hmm. I would like some more intimate venues and, and like, do you remember the WCW shows, like the spring break show and it had the pool around, yeah, um, had the water around and, and then yeah. they did like... Um, the Mall of the Americas was it? Um, Mall of the America, they done the first ever Nitro from. Yeah, and um, what was the one? Road Wild when they Hog Sturgis, Wild. Was it? when they used to do it outside. Yeah, with the bikes, Hog Wild. Yeah, yeah, I know that's kind of weather dependent and and state yeah. dependent, time of year dependent. Um, but I would love to see some more of those type of shows because W um, AEW in many ways is like the spiritual successor to WCW. Tony Khan was a big WCW fan, and a lot of the guys that work there were, you know, you got people like Shivani and, you know, so I would really like some of that good stuff that we got from WCW that was very, very different to what we saw from the WF, WWE at the time. Yeah. Um, and I'd like them to use that going forward and just, just be a little bit different. I don't want them to be WWF or WWE light. I want them to be their own product. And I think they get, you get the best content from AEW when they're just focusing on what they do best and they're not trying to emulate what other people are doing. 
So that would be my thing. I know I've kind of gone off on a tangent there and it doesn't really answer the question about the Tuesday night war. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think ultimately it's a good thing that we're having those discussions and there is like that competition there yeah. because for far too many years there wasn't really any competition and now there's too much. No, there is. I mean, we've only got another three or four weeks until there's a Friday night war with Collision yeah. and SmackDown era on a Friday. The, 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 what I think is what really won was wrestling. That was the main thing. 1.5 million people tuned in to watch wrestling on the Tuesday night. That's exactly. The only other question I have, and it was a bit of a way, I don't know because I know you're not a Twitter person. Did you see anything on the internet regarding some tweets by Tony Khan? I haven't, mate, no. Enlighten me. Uh, it's a bit difficult to uh, to go in, but let's just say he went off on one. <laughs> yeah. On Twitter, especially. I don't think he does any, himself any favours no. when he does that. It's not really, it's a bit childish, mm. you know, to be like not really carrying yourself in uh, as a chairman, as the, you know, the owner. I think you've just got to rise above it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago when, when we had AEW, <laughs> we was dynamite against NXT. Yeah. Um, I think really AEW won that encounter and obviously NXT changed nights and that. But again, if you just looked at the overall picture there, the amount of people watching wrestling, it was fantastic. Now, yeah. whatever NXT are doing at the minute, and I'd love to know a bit more to be honest, I've caught bits. I've watched a few of Tyler Bates matches because I try and because he's from local, he's from where, near where I live. Yeah. So I try to keep on top of where he's doing. Uh, and there's some really good stuff, but whatever they're doing for them to kind of have that landslide victory on Tuesday, um, really, if you're looking at it um, neutrally, that's just a great thing thing for wrestling. So what have NXT changed? What are they doing now that they weren't doing then during that time where they were up against Dynamite? So It was simple. They loaded the show. <laughs> yeah, do you think it's just because of the, the bigger it. names that came in? Because obviously I didn't watch the show, so how much of it was the NXT talent and how much of it was the main roster guys? It was a bit of both, to be honest. But I think yeah. I think the more the more thing was AEW beat uh, sorry NXT beat AEW the week before. Yeah, and that was that was with a literally a development. It was a developmental show. It literally had the women's breakout tournament, and then yeah, a couple yeah. of bits for Judgment Day. This week, yeah, Cody started it. Cody was GM, but that wasn't announced until later. Like as in the GM bit wasn't announced until later when he announced a Dusty Classic, the men's breakout. It was a bit more, so I'd say, pushing the 50-50 mark. I mean, The Undertaker at the end, right at the end, um, well, the American Badass, should we say, right at the end, which me and Andy didn't agree with. It was burying Braun Breaker, which I didn't think was the best thing to do, considering that's one of the guys that you want to be called up. So <laughs> it didn't make sense to do that. Again, I haven't watched it. I haven't read about it. I heard no. guys on Busted Open mention it. But could that possibly lead to a match or was it just a one-time deal? No, definitely no. not. No, it, won't, yeah. it won't lead to a match with The Undertaker anyway. No. Even seen, he, got, he got in Cena's face. Yeah. Like, the Ron Breaker did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay, yeah, he, he actually lost the match in the end. But then he attacked Carmelo Hayes afterwards and said, I'm the only badass in the business. And as soon as he said that, the okay. goal hit. And then in the bike started up in the background and out come The Undertaker and... Yeah, he gets jokes like. That. But anyway, that's that's WWE. Let's 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 park that conversation. Starting off collision this week, that Adam. I keep I get, I'm getting used to it calling him that now. Adam Copeland um, started or tried to start collision this week, uh, very quickly interrupted by Christian Cage. 
very quickly added some to his ranks in the Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus was there. Enter FTR, enter um, the, the Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I was going to get actually your theme to that very quickly before we move on to the show. Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Tag Team Championship squash match last week. How shocked were you at that match? I was shocked. I, I really was. I mean, I know they were playing on the angle of, um, you know, Cash being injured. Yeah. Um, but apparently, I, one of the things I did read was it was it was kind of FTR's call mm. as such, um, yeah. you know, to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind that. As much as we do like longer title rounds and we like titles to be established, um, shock results like that keep things interesting as well. And I definitely think Ricky Starks was in danger of being lost in the shuffle when he'd done so much this year and he'd done so well to establish himself as one of the stars of Collision. So I think even though it's not a singles title, it's a tag title, I think it was a real smart thing to get gold around Ricky's waist, uh, particularly with everything going on with the other titles and stuff really tied up and creative probably changed in terms of the real world title as well that, that's now been ditched by AW. Yeah. Um, so to get Ricky uh, as a tag team, and not just a, a tag team champion, somebody that defeated FTR, who hadn't really suffered many losses over the last few years, Um I thought it was a bit of a master stroke, to be honest. I didn't expect it. I was surprised, but I do like it. Yeah, it was a good one. Anyway, Brian Danielson came out and said that uh, the match tonight, because he said, I think Christian made a point of being able to beat Brian Danielson without anybody out there. So he came out and said, well, that's fine. Because uh, Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus is barred from ringside. And there was a bit of a melee. Um, no cold intro this week. No, no. Yeah. If, um, and that was, that's been pretty popular, mm. hasn't it? You know, the, there's definitely been a little bit of a change in collision in recent yeah. times. Um, but I, I really did enjoy this show. I thought it was well-structured. I liked the fact that they got the time at the start and the time at the end to bookend the show. Um, there was probably quite a bit of time committed to it, but it was committed to a number of performers. Yeah. And there's a number of stories to tell. So you could say that it take, took a little bit of the focus off an individual story such as Starks and Danielson but there was a lot of layers there and there were a lot of things to get into prior to you know the four gear, four gear card being finalised um, so I really liked it I think AW did get criticised at times for the storytelling or not long term the stories not being long term and there's a lot in there that have been long term stories um, and we're still unsure which way they're going to go into who's going to face who at the pay-per-view so yeah, that's to say, I know collisions changed a bit, and it's interesting that those those intros at the start have stopped, and I haven't, I don't really know why. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I hope it was. Just, I'm hoping it's just a week one off, yeah, a one off. We'll be yeah. back, but we'll see. First match on the show was Samoa Joe versus Willie Mack for the Ring of Honor. Uh, <laughs> World Television Championship. Um, very, it was a quick match, but it was two big power guys. I call it the old meat slapper. Couple of little awkward bits in there, but ultimately Joe picks up the win with a muscle buster. Don't think it was in doubt that he was going to lose. The question was more so is A, obviously, did you like the match? And B, Joe's is he Joe's approaching a reign that could overtake Jay Lethal's reign as one of the longest reigns? Is he going to beat that reign? I'd say so. He's about 20 days out. I can't see him dropping that title anytime soon. I think he's really going to go on a tear now mm. and he's going to put a bit of a streak together and he'll be back in the world title picture at some point. Willie Max, a guy that I've seen over the years in a number of different promotions, Indies, Impact. I don't know if he was in, in something with WWE at a time. 
Um, I know he's he's been to a lot of promotions and done a lot of things. This was a match that I didn't know I wanted, but when it happened, <laughs> I thought it was really, really good. Um, Willie Mack was actually featured in the Collision intro video package, mm. um, which I thought was peculiar. But obviously when the show started and um, they, the match was going ahead, it made sense. So it looks like he's been added to the roster, like not just a, a one-off appearance or, you know. So I thought he was a real kind of different type of match that you don't see a great deal of. Um, as you say, a meat slapper, um, you know, and the AW have got a lot of guys in that meat division, really, um, that can put on these type of match. I think there was the awkward spot with the power slam. Yeah. I thought he Ooh, broke his yeah. neck. Um, yeah. Um, so I was, I was glad to see that that wasn't as bad as it first looked. Um, but Joe picked up the win with a muscle buster, one of the best finishes in the in the game at the minute. Um, I think Joe's just awesome. And we spoke about it at length. Um, the run Samoa Joe's on, the run that Christian Cage is on, though, two of the real things that I'm enjoying the most in wrestling in 2023, that those guys, veterans, they've been there, they've done it. They just have found ways to continue making their character so interesting. And more often than not, they're two of the best performers on the card. Um, I really, I really enjoyed this, and I'm interested to see where it takes Samoa Joe in the next few months. Yeah, he's been doing some good uh, promos on Dynamite yeah, as well. Definitely. Main event Mafia, Joe, more so. And you're right. William Mack was signed for a cup of coffee in WWE. Then they found some uh, irregularities in his blood pressure during a minute. Okay. And, uh, although William Mack suspects it was something else, um, which uh, we won't go into on this particular show. Yeah, I'm going to... It's been my homework this week to read up on his story because the commentary team did touch on it a few times that he was kind mm-hmm. of... Even when he was a kid, he was abandoned or after three months. Did you hear that line they said? Yeah, was... I think that's how long he was in WWE for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, a, a journeyman, really, he's been there and he's he's been to a lot of promotions. Um, but I think he, he put in a real good showing. Uh, and they obviously think highly of him to put him in that opening package even prior to this match happening. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you on that. Okay, well, we look forward to it. We'll hold you to that as well. Uh, by the way, uh, so they went to the back. CJ Perry was there, Miro's wife, saying basically she wants to manage and she wants to create champions. Uh, yeah. That, that will then come to Action Andretti, who seemingly wanted to be having her as a manager. Um, this is kind of going on with the Miro situation, which we still not really been back yet much. But uh, is this going to be an interesting pairing, Action Andretti and CJ Perry? Well, uh, I think Miro is going to do everything he can to make sure that she doesn't manage anybody. And yes. Action Andretti was his first kind of victim when he was talking later on and he kind yeah. of pulled him out. And yeah, Action might be thinking twice about that. Um, I think they're actually set to face each other one-on-one next week. Um, I, I love I love Miro and I love the Redeemer um, character. So I'm, I'm glad that upon his return, he's continued with it. Uh, and there's definitely some interesting stuff that can come off of this. Like, you know, Ash, Action Andretti isn't the guy that Miro is going to be feuding with long term, or the guy that CJ Perry is going to be partnered with. No. You wouldn't imagine. Um, but sooner or later, they're going to they could reach a situation that could lead to some really intriguing matches for Miro. Um, so I'm, I think she talks really well as well, CJ Perry. I think she's really kind of capable and confident on the mic. Um, so again, I enjoyed this. It's kind of at the start of the story in terms of it, although we've got the history of Miro and CJ and, you know, they're, they're married in real life and they yeah. she used to be his manager at the other place. Um, 
it, it's um it's the kind of start of this story arc uh, and I'm interested to see where they go with it. Um, I was trying to think of who I would like CJ to ultimately end up managing. Um, I, I would have loved it to circle back to somebody like um, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, but obviously he's got other stuff going on there with the Don Callis family. He's got a new family. Yeah, so so I wouldn't imagine it would be him because obviously they had the match. They've had the one match, haven't they? And I feel mm-hmm. like there's, there's more in that, you know, down the line. But it doesn't look like it's going to be him. So it remains to be seen who it might be and whether it's somebody that's already in AEW or, or not. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll find out over the next weeks and months. We certainly will. Um, now, you've got the shirt, I believe. You're wearing the shirt. Guns up. Time for guns up. It is uh, Juice Robinson, and he was going against Christopher Daniels. I mean, uh, talk about another one who was apparently uh, barred from collision under a certain Pepsi era uh, of, of collision. Yeah. <laughs> Juice was it? Yeah, this this was a really actually good match of two veterans here. They knew what to do. Daniels for me is still absolutely timeless uh, in the ring. Uh, there was a near the end he hit that really it looked a brutal Death Valley driver for a close two. Uh, he called for the Angels' wings. Um, obviously, at that point is when Juice put him into the corner, followed up to the cannonball and hit the Juice is loose. Apparently, uh, that's his finisher. Not not the worst finishing name I've heard. Just check out the NWA review for that. Um, but Juice is loose. He picks up a win, and then Jay White proposes to him <laughs> in a way with the diamond rings. They're going to do a dynamite dozen right battle royal this week yeah. on a dynamite for the dynamite diamond ring. Uh, but a, a great victory for our good friend Juice Robinson. Well, there's definitely a couple of hitting the turnbuckle gold members over here. Like we're big fans of Bullet Club we Gold. Are. We are so entertaining, so funny. The guys look like they're having so much fun as well out there. Um, yes. which is really translated into to some good segments as well. Um, I, I thought this, again, I think I think people like Christopher Daniels have got a place in, in AEW. Um, they're not over, they're not the stars now. They're, they're working with the, t- the stars of the show, putting on some good matches, some competent matches, and the right guys are picking up the wins and they're getting the necessary spotlight. Um, and that is something I think AEW does well over, overall, the use of the legends and the use of... People like Christopher Daniels, who, as you say, he can still go, um, yeah. but he's not the future of the company. For me, Bullet Club Gold are short, certainly in the short term. Um, really intrigued as to where they go with MJF and Jay White. Everything like says to me um, that MJF retains, but the closer we get to it and the more it goes on, they just start. You know, I have started to buy into Jay White as the AEW World Champion. And I think he'd do a great job as well. I just thought I, I thought Max would have a longer run. So I'm really approaching full gear, you know, not quite sure which which way I'll go with my prediction, which which is what you want, isn't it? You want exactly. you don't want those big matches to be predictable. You don't want to know the outcomes really. You want you want them to zig when you expect them to zag. And uh they may well do that with Jay White. Um I just think those those four guys are just looking great as a unit. And um, this, well, five if you include Carblade, I suppose. You've got to include Carblade. Yeah. You've got to include Carblade. But they're, they're looking really strong. And let's hope that carries on up to full gear. Juice um, for me has been the biggest surprise, to be honest, because when he came in, um, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast yeah. before. I, I was familiar with him to a degree. I spoke to a, a mate of mine that's a big New Japan fan, and he wasn't overly, he wasn't a massive Juice fan, really. He right. kind of mid card type of you know guy um but for me he's just elevated himself and whether it's been in tag matches with jay white or whether it's been in single matches like we saw this week 
he's been in six man tags, he's been in eight man tags, ten man tags. Every time I've seen him in the ring, I've been impressed with his performance. Um, and his character, the way he swaggers down to the ring, yeah. uh, his mannerisms, <laughs> his catchphrases, his He's, he's even his nicknames, you know, he's got a number of them as well. You know, he's the yeah. stray bullet, rock hard Juice Robinson, uh, collision cowboy of the month. I'm I'm a big fan of Juice Robinson, and uh, I'm really glad that AEW have have really made him a star because he yeah. absolutely is. You now he's one of the he's certainly one of the faces of collision. If he's not one of the faces <clears> of AEW in the whole, yeah, no, definitely, I totally agree with that more more juice on our screens, please. The next match, I was quite, I was quite surprised because uh, Cole Fletcher come out and it, there was no reaction to yeah. the open, which I was really, I was a bit disappointed. With. I like, I like Cole Fletcher. I think he's a great worker. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Aussie Open as as a, as a team, obviously, uh, but the, due to injury, that isn't going to happen for a while. And he took on another one that's been going on quite a collision quite recently, Boulder, um, mm-hmm. for a little bit. And the match wasn't particularly long; it was quite a quick one. The main event took up a lot of time on this show, and we'll, we'll get into that. Um, obviously the dragon sleep, the leg lariat to the back of the head, and then a dragon sleeper wins it for Cole. But I'm liking to see the Iron Savage. I'm liking this sort of talent that you see a little used to see a little bit on dark and elevation and a little bit on Ring of Honor, and they're getting more TV time on on a TV, you know, Ring of Honor's on a channel, but we don't really get to see it. I'm liking to see more of these sort of ones, up and coming ones coming through a bit more. Yeah, and Boulder's been the standout, to be honest, mm-hmm. out of the three of those guys in the Iron Savages. Yeah. I think the only problem with Carl Fletcher is fans don't really know it to boo him or, or cheer him. Um yeah. because Aussie Open have been kind of positioned as faces and heels at times. And they're kind of just uh, it, I mean, it's great that he's on the show and it's glad to see that he's gonna get a singles run, even with Mark Davies out. I think it's a, a wrist injury, so hopefully he's not yeah. out for too long. Um, but it, it's a shame um because they were in you know, they were become they'd become regulars on AEW television. Yeah. Um, so in some respects, I'm glad that Kyle's still going to, and, and not just um, appearing and losing, that he's picking up victories as well, because I think that's important. I think there's only so many times you can beat people before it really starts to impact them as believable, um, you know, threats with, to titles and to, uh, um, you know, tougher opponents, if you like. So I'm glad he, he picked up the victory and it's a pretty convincing one as well. Um, but I think there's some character work that's needed and they kind of need to make a decision what they're going to do with Aussie Open moving forward as well, whether they are going to be fan favourites or whether they're going to be aligned with with the likes of the Don Callis family, which obviously Will Ospreay is in the United Empire. So you, you, there's a lot of kind of, uh, there's a lot to, to be decided there. But in the short term, I'll take seeing some more of Carl Fletcher because uh, as I say, 24 years old, great performer and got a real big future in in wrestling. Certainly has. And then we go back back to the acclaimed. Uh, and Daddy asks, uh, who they're still worried about um, Max Caster's fascination with MJF, told him to basically say something nice, remove Renee out of the way. Renee come back in and he said, hey, Renee, how about those oral sessions? Um, <laughs> which, yeah. which didn't go down too well. That led up to um, the former Jericho Appreciation Society, really, wasn't it? It was uh, Menard, Parker and Garcia. They challenged... And uh, then for the trio championship, uh, they accepted and they said Garcia still can't dance, which is you know, he, he can dance. And I know I'm not doing that. Yeah, we well, got booed as well when Hager pulled him away, which yeah. was, was quite funny. 
Um, and there's something they're building there. I mean, the Max Caster line, obviously, Renee's podcast was called Oral Sessions. So yeah, he'd done that rap, that, didn't he? Uh, did the rap. Kingston and Monksley, and he said about uh, uh, your wife is in my mentions trying to hit me up for some oral sessions. Uh, yeah. Led them to be attacked as soon as they got into the ring, which. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's there's a bit of history there with that as well. And I thought it was quite a funny line. I think Renee's yeah. actually changed the podcast to just the session. The session she has now. now. She has just changed um, the sessions, yes. But I mean, that's another little interesting wrinkle, the Max Caster MJF stuff. There's just a mm. lot kind of, a lot of little bits of stories that are kind of ticking along in the background. And, and for me, I find that interesting. I find that, um, you know, Max is obviously a, a trios champion, but he's also got a little story going on with MJF as well. And MJF's got multiple stories going on with multiple potential challengers, whether that's Jay White, Samoa Joe, uh, Wardlow, I don't know if you've noticed, but Wardlow, yeah. MJF has... Uh, He's got him on his tape. I, I, mentioned his tape. That, I mentioned that on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, which is something they haven't addressed on commentary, um, but something that is quite, you know, in plain sight. Um, so there's, yeah, the, it's... I think they've, they've done a lot of good work in recent months to try and develop some storylines and, and tried tried a few different things. You know, not everything's worked. We spoke to Vince Russo in the past, or you and, Ad, you and Andy did, uh, about, you know just throwing ideas out and seeing what works and seeing what's a hit and seeing what does well in the 15 minute segments. Uh, and I think AEW are doing that. They are being brave and they're trying some different things and things that we haven't seen from them before. And to have one of the trios champions involved with the world champion is definitely something that we're not accustomed to. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where that one goes as well. Yeah, me too. It, it's going to be interesting. Um, we move on to uh, now. Sky, see, Sky Blue and Chris Statlander next. Uh, it was actually quite a good match. Uh, she's definitely turning Sky Blue into Sky Black, and I think that's because uh, Julia Hart is taking some leave because she's getting married um, to Lee Moriarty. No, no, it's not Lee. It's um, Lee Shorty Johnson. Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson. Oh, it was a Lee. Shorty Lee. Is it? I, I, I got. I got a Lee. All right. It was right. Yeah, yeah. It's good Lee. enough. Um, because I remember she posted it was the last time you see is going to see me dressed up in white. Or so the only day I'll be dressed in white. Or something along those lines. Yeah. Um. So it looks like that she's going to be doing uh, a tilt. Looks like Sky Blue's going to be doing heel turn. She's uh, she spit mist in Sky Blue's face a little while ago. And ever since then, those clouds around her eyes are getting darker and darker and darker. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Statlander comes in. Again, I thought this was a really strong offering. Although Statlander did win with a Saturday Night Fever, it was a really strong offering from Sky Blue. She swipes away the handshake. Willow comes in, who's another one that's been had the miss spit in her face. So we don't know if that's going to... There's going to be another two members of the House of Black there eventually. But she sort of said, look, I've got this. Statlander leaves the ring. But a, a really good women's match on this one, Dave. Yeah, I, I think this was actually a match of the night, to be honest. Uh, Ooh, I really? Yeah. Prior to the main event, right up to up to that point, it was it was a real real good match. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm more interested in is um, Sky Blue's character development again. You know, she's become a lot more interesting mm-hmm. now that there's this possibility of the heel turn. Um, and I could actually see Willow and Sky joining House of Black. I, I could see that. I could see them having the three women there and the three men in the House of Black. And I think that could set up some real good stuff. Um, yeah, Willow. Willow is obviously a massive fan favorite, and mm-hmm. part of you would think, do you really need to do that? <laughs> do you just leave yeah. her as she is? Um, but I think she could, she could, you know, she could go on a, a bit of a journey as a heel and come back as an even bigger baby face in the future. So that's where I'd definitely do that. I think they need more characters 
in the women's division. Tony Storm, one of the best women characters. Well, characters, yeah. You know, full stop. No, we don't need to preface that with female. You know, she's she's one of the most interesting characters in AEW. Yeah, by far. Um, and there's people there like Athena, like Sky Blue, like Willow Nightingale. That given the right opportunity, I'm sure they could be equally as interesting. So. Yeah, I'm all for this again. I think this could lead to some really good stuff. And if Alistair Black, Tommy End, Malachi Black, whatever we want to call him, if he is involved with the creative direction of it all as well, I think that would be a great thing. And I think they'd be safe in his hands. Definitely. Let's have more House of Black members for sure. Um, Carl Fletcher was back and he's called out Kenny Omega for Dynamite on Wednesday. That will just be, that's me sorted. Um, yeah. that match will obviously go ahead uh, he's obviously going to call him out um, and then even more better Roosh Dralistico Preston Vance are driving Not in their bed there you go um, and he said if you mess with the ball you get the horns which basically means LFI will be back on our screens very very soon please please hurry up we need we need them back on our screen um, speaking of back on our screens uh, Keith Lee now his opponent Turbo Floyd is okay. a part of the outrunners that are on NWA. Okay. I instantly knew who he was. So I didn't The only annoying thing was he done a, he done a really quick job uh, for Keith Lee. I mean, literally. I mean, Shane Taylor, Lee Moriarty is watching it. He It literally was back body drop, huge pounce, spirit bomb, done. Yeah. And, and and Lee's winning. We're getting to see a lot of the big men come back. I mean, you mentioned the Wardlows. Hobbs is going in the right direction. I've said before, and I said it last week. I'm not still not fully tuned in on Wardlow because it goes. It seems to do this all the time. He he comes in, he does all these squash matches. It has a big match, loses it, and then disappears. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee is now having these squash matches and squash matches with no real feud yet, but he is back on our screens on Collision the last couple of weeks. Where do they go with him? <clears throat> Keith Lee is a big puzzle for me. I just I just don't care about him and that sounds really really harsh but I just don't and I don't I don't know I can't put my finger on what it is because I know he's capable of these fantastic matches and these these the moves that he shouldn't be able to do and stuff but I just think they haven't put it all together in into a package that I really want to see on a consistent basis anymore mm. he actually like he, he his, his image comes up or his name comes off carefully in action and I kind of like I just shrugged my shoulders, and that's probably like one of the harshest things I've said about any performer. Um, but I don't necessarily believe it's his fault. I, th- I don't know if think they really know what to do with him. No. Um, and since really he split with Swerve, um, they never finished that feud. They never no. paid that feud off. Um, which maybe fact maybe that was the problem. You know that was just left as it was, and it was as if. I don't know, apathy, I suppose, that Keith Lee, in terms of his character on screen and that story, didn't really care about Swerve turning on him and the heinous attack and the breeze block, and then he's just carried on. and Shrugged it off. <laughs> yeah, shrugged it off, turns up every now and again, has a match, beats somebody, and and I think, I think yeah, it's a problem. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd be fascinated to hear what you, you think about it, mate, because... It's a head scratcher for me. I, I just, I know uh, a few people have told me to check out some of his matches with um, oh, the Stone Pitbull um, in Japan. What's his uh, What's his name now? Stone Pitbull. Uh, he's the guy who faced um, Luke. Luke. Luke Jacobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ishii. 
Ishii, yeah. So Ishii yeah. and Keith Lee apparently had some insane matches. They were brilliant. I mean, the guy who told me said it's probably his favourite match of all time, Ishii against Keith wow. Lee. I haven't checked it out yet, and I should because that shocked me. You know that 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 yeah. would be somebody who's watched a lot of wrestling as well. Um, but yeah, I just don't think AEW have got it figured out at all in terms of Keith Lee. No, I, I agree. I, I, he, but I agree. He's also a mystery. Didn't work in WWE, so not working in AEW. So again, I, I agree with you. It seems to be a Keith Lee mystery. What would you do with him? Would you turn him heel? Maybe. Yeah. Don't call him Bearcat like WWE. <laughs> I'd have him as a horrible, horrible heel. Like, channel kind of perhaps Mark Henry and, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a big guy with lots of impressive... Uh, Lesnar comes to me because I just got the picture mm-hmm. of Lesnar like, doing a shooting star press, which I haven't seen Keith Lee do. But I've seen him do, like, planches over the top rope and, and like, impressive things that you wouldn't expect from a big man. Um, so yeah, the, the character work of someone like Mark Henry, who is in AEW as well, you, you would yeah. think that um, the two would gravitate towards each other, uh, and Mark Henry would really be able to get the best out of Keith Lee or give him some real, and he may well do, you know, give him some tips, pointers, advice, be involved with the creative direction for Keith Lee. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it's a lost cause, yeah. it's just a puzzle for me at the minute. And this match, I didn't care about this match at all. No, it's a puzzle that we can't solve. That's for sure at the minute. Anyway, um, but we now, I believe, we go straight to this. Was quite weird because I saw the main event that was meant to get Commander and uh, Brian Cage due to injury. That didn't happen. Oh, was that injury? Is that why they got so? Yeah, Tony Khan tweeted it about it this morning. It was well this morning when I read it. It was this morning. Um, it was about an injury. Didn't say to who, but pulled the match, and we'll have it another week. Um. Then we got a very long, which wasn't a bad thing, to be fair. Um, there was a long main event between Christian yeah. and Danielson. Uh, there was a, a quite a fuck you Christian chant, I believe. There was uh, yeah. there was a, some really look at my words out. Christian was really going for the arm of Danielson, which was really you know that's a wily veteran move considering he won the bell lock. Uh, it, there was matches yeah. there when he, part of this match when he hit the Danielson hit the beside a knee. Um, there was so much stuff. And then obviously he said it was time to kick his fucking head in. Um, there was a long two count. And then he hit the label lock, but he was trying to fight to the ropes, barely got there, tried to get it on again, couldn't get it on him because of his arm. Referee was distracted because Big Bill was there. Ricky Starks hits him with a title. Christian retains. And then Nick, and at the end of this, at the end of all of this, uh, Adam Copeland spears uh, Nick Wayne to end collision. But a really solid main event two wide veterans christian's probably the best here in the business right now i would say uh and daniel's just having the ride the last year's ride of his life <clears throat> mate I, I just i should never be shocked by um danielson you know of, of how good he is but he's selling in this match his arm and obviously he had the surgery he had the metal bar put in after the match with arcada yeah uh he, he just such he's possibly the best seller of all times in terms of the amount of matches I've seen him have and I think he's legitimately injured as much as we're kind of insiders marks whatever you want to call us we've watched a lot of wrestling we know it works we know that you know when stuff is for real or or when it's part of the story nine times out of ten but the amount I, I genuinely fear for his his 
he's physical for his safety, for the fact whether the match should be called off, whether he's really hurt himself, whether he's aggravated something. He's done it so many times to me, but he continues to do it. Um, he, that The finish at the end with him not being able to hook the label lock in, if you look, watch back, he, he's actually got his head lower down because if you, his other arm isn't lynched in. So he's kind of to the side, which, which meant that he couldn't see Ricky Starks coming. Which again, the, that level of attention to detail, because um, Starks came from the other side of the ring, his head was low. I caught him with a belt. You know the type again, the level, the attention to detail, the the stuff that really is appreciated by fans such as ourselves. You know, they've watched wrestling for a long time. Yeah, um, I thought this was an excellent match. You know, I, I spoke kind of misspoke earlier when I said about the Sky Blue Statland as good as that match was. Up to this, up to that point, I think that was match of the night. Yeah. This was a pay-per-view level match. It really was. Um, and again, with what they'd done with, I know they'd kind of set up Big Bill and Ricky at the start and the Ricky and Danielson have got the continuing story. But banning Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne was a smart thing to do as well because while they're standing at ringside, you're thinking it's, it's obvious what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be featured into the finish. So it was one-on-one for 20 minutes or 17, 18 minutes of this match, um, which which led for some great drama, some great near falls as well. Yeah, it was you, some big time near falls. Yeah, you had the, the spear and the uh, kill switch near fall. You had the bus psycho knee near fall as well. Um, you had the Hurricane Rana into a sunset flip, which was yeah. really, really well executed. Um, these two guys, you know, they're both having a great run. And I agree with you. I think Christian is the best heel in wrestling right now. And I'm as the weeks go by and this story with Copeland goes by, uh, I'm really looking forward to that match. And I don't know whether they do it at full gear. I don't know whether they keep it going longer and they have the payoff next year, even at all in. Um, it depends how how you know how can they book it, how can they keep it interesting, how can they keep them apart. Um, but I think the longer they keep them apart with weeks like this, it just makes the story more and more interesting. So it's got to be a real difficult one for Tony Khan to decide. You know, do we pull the trigger on this match now, where we'd probably expect Christian to win and retain the belt, or do we keep this going long term and uh, and see that match down the line? There's enough people involved in it. There's plenty of variations and and different matches they can do. Um, you got people like Sting and, and Derby that could <clears> you know find themselves back back in this as well after you know their their kind of last running with Christian. So again, mate, I'll throw it over to you. When when, when would you book Copeland against Christian? I would see this out as long as possible. I would wait. I'd make Copeland have to beat every single one of them. Yeah, Soros, I know that, but uh, I, I'd, I'd get him to beat every one of them before he gets to Christian. So you long this out until next year, maybe if they yeah. do, maybe the end of December. I know they've got, I know they've booked a pay per view now for the end of December the thirtieth. Okay. I think they've got another pay per view after Full Gear. Um, Sting, funny enough, is addressing the fans this yeah, week on uh, on Dynamite. But yeah, yeah long this one out as long as possible. Um, great episode of Collision as normal. Buckle Boy is now switching gears. We are very busy, not even just with Dave, with the baby, and we're talking wrestling busy as well. Next four weeks, Buckle are attending shows all over the place. I think Andy's at New Force Wrestling. I'm at Pro, me and Rachel are at Progress next Sunday. We are then next Saturday at RCWA. We are then the following Sunday at Revolution Pro, and then our spiritual home on the following week on the 12th of November where we will all actually you will be there your dad will be there I'll be there Rachel will be there my lad will be there 
Andy will be there and his daughter will be there as we go and watch uh, <laughs> Ignite Wrestle Pro. Um, literally 30-odd seats left now, so if you haven't got them, hurry up. Because yeah, it, I've got a BCCW show in there as well. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of independent UK wrestling that we're trying to support and get around. And uh, yeah, looking forward to to seeing all the guys. Looking forward to seeing um, Mike's first defense of the Turnbuckle title as well. Smashing Mike. Yes. Um, th- there's some matches already been announced, hasn't there? I won't. Uh... Four four matches, but we 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 were going to get see, we'll get CJ yeah. on to go through that like we did last time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go through all of that, but yeah, it'd be great to catch up with CJ again. Yeah, Mike's first defense against Chris Ridgeway. For those of you that do or do not know, one of the best wrestlers around. So that'd be a very uh, level up for Mike. He's going to need to level up. And I do know who the next contender is in February to the winner of that match, but my lips are sealed. But let's just say once again, it will be another level up from whoever wins that particular match. So awesome. we will see that. But guys, this has been a collision review. Dave is back, so you can all rejoice. Everyone can rejoice. Dave has returned and he'll be back with the AEW stuff. Until next time, though, everybody, guns up. Bang, bang, and stay safe. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.